Are you looking to make better, healthier choices this year? Then let me help you out by introducing you to ButcherBox. ButcherBox not only helps you treat yourself to more delicious and wholesome meals, but it takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat with humanely raised beef, pork, chicken, seafood, and more that's delivered straight to your door. ButcherBox partners with folks who share their high standards and truly care about how animals are raised. Plus, they're B Corps certified, which makes me feel even better about my decision to be part of the ButcherBox community. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus get, 20, plus get $20 off your first order. That's right. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers nearly a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Police arrived. They found the telephone and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. We now live in a world of Lyft and Uber, where we rely on drivers who are vetted by a company to take us safely to our destinations. Those in past generations weren't so lucky and had to rely on complete strangers to get rides. On September 26, 1995. A 43-year-old mother of two would accept a ride from a stranger that she met in a bar and was never seen again. Alive, that is. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Sometime between 8 and 9 p.m. on September 26, 1995, a woman named Virginia Jackson arrived in a taxi at Broncos Bar in Dixon, Tennessee. With her was her dog, a large purse, and a pillow. She seemed to be going to spend the night somewhere and stopped at the bar beforehand. Already in the bar was Jerry Ray Davidson. The two sat near one another but did not converse. Eventually, the bar began to close down and Virginia called the cab company to pick her up. However, it was already closed. So instead, she accepted a ride from Davidson. Getting into his pickup truck around 11.30 with her belongings and dog was the last time anyone ever saw Virginia Jackson. On October 1st, after not hearing from Virginia for about a week, her family grew concerned and filed a missing persons report. Prior to reporting her missing, Virginia's brother-in-law saw a pile of clothing lying alongside the road leading to her home, but thought nothing of it. 
But by the 18th, he reported the clothing after growing suspicious of her disappearance. When police investigated the pile, they found hair clips that Virginia was wearing the night she disappeared, a cell phone, panties, a pillow, a sweatshirt, and a sock. The next day, two deer hunters found Virginia Jackson's nude body partially buried in a shallow grave. She was lying chest down, but when examined, it was found that her torso had been cleanly cut open from sternum to navel, her organs exposed. Her head was missing, though there seemed to be a spot where her head was when the grave was initially dug. Her trachea had a clean, sharp cut, and her hyoid bone had also been cut. There was evidence that animals had begun to consume parts of her exposed body, so experts were unsure if her head was taken away by the killer after burying her or if an animal carried it away. Toxicologists determined that there was alcohol and Prozac in Virginia's system at the time of her death. Jerry Davidson, being the last person to see her alive, became the obvious suspect, though all the evidence was circumstantial. He was the janitor at a hospital department when, after September 26th, he failed to return to work, nor had his mother heard from him in almost three weeks. His mother reported him missing, but six days later withdrew her report because Davidson called her and told her he was on an extended camping trip. But there were witness reports that put Davidson in the area that Virginia's body was found in the days following her disappearance. According to a local woman, she saw Jerry Davidson driving his truck slowly around the area with an object that was tightly wrapped in a white sheet in his passenger seat. Between October 2nd and the 6th, Davidson came into a local one-stop market not far from Virginia's home, covered in dirt up to his waist. But, according to Davidson, the night of September 26th, he simply gave Virginia a ride to the grocery store nearby and left her very much alive. However, these strange sightings and witness reports were enough to execute a warrant to search Davidson's home, where they found a 20-gauge shotgun shell in his home and the gun in his truck. Also in his truck was a tent, two shotguns, a knife, handcuff keys, and various other items. The bottom of the passenger seat had been cut out and a chain and padlock were found around the seat. On October 19, 1995, Jerry Davison was arrested. On his person at the time of his arrest was a 25 caliber pistol, a knuckle knife, a pair of handcuffs, and a 20-gauge shotgun shell. When questioned this time, he denied even giving Virginia a ride before changing his story back to that he dropped her off at the store. The officers, keeping the fact that her body had been recovered a secret, asked Davidson to hypothesize what may have happened to Virginia. His response? Quote, maybe someone got her and chained her to a tree, and that maybe they'd find her head and hands missing to avoid identification. Once they told him that they had found her body and asked what he did with her head, he responded, I haven't told you that I killed her yet. When DNA was tested on the blood found on the headrest in Davidson's truck, the blood was consistent with Virginia's blood type, though they could not be more specific than that. Davidson's lawyers argued that all of the evidence was circumstantial. They also argued that, because Virginia had been hospitalized between 1978 and 1995 for depression and alcohol abuse, that maybe she simply died from an overdose. Prosecution stated that Jerry Davidson could have used the surgical instruments from his work to make the cuts on Virginia's body. At the end of the arguing and the trial, 
Jerry Davidson was convicted of first-degree premeditated murder and aggravated kidnapping and was sentenced to death in 1997. In 2016, his sentence was commuted to life without parole due to his ineffective counsel during his original sentence. According to his attorneys, he suffered from lifelong cognitive impairments predisposed to sexual violence. The elderly Jerry Davidson is unlikely to live long enough to see another trial. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 27th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy-to-listen-to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.